welcome to the End to End Football Podcast. This is a podcast by football fans for football fans, where we'll be getting stuck into the fast-paced world of Premier League football. We'll be running through all the games and all the gossip on a weekly basis. So stay tuned and check it out. Hello and welcome to the End to End Football Podcast, episode number 77. You're here with me, myself, Stuart. What a glorious, glorious weekend it was for most of us on this podcast day. But uh, yeah, no cutter again this week. Uh, hopefully we'll, he'll be back again soon. Don't worry out there, listeners. He will be back again soon. Sean, how's it going, big fella? You should know, splendid. Splendid. <laughs> yeah, as usual, definitely making a habit of that. Abbas, uh-oh, how's it going? Not bad, mate. I feel a lot better than Lukaku after his first touch. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's run you through this weekend's results to get it started. So Friday night, we kicked off with Friday night football. Cardiff versus Wolves, 2-1 victory to Cardiff. Moves on to Saturday's games, Crystal Palace versus Burnley, 2-0 win to Palace. Huddersfield versus Brighton, 2-1 victory to Brighton. Leicester versus Watford, 2-0 victory for the Foxes. Man City versus Bournemouth, 3-1 victory for Man City. Newcastle versus the mighty West Ham, a 3-0 thumping for Newcastle West Ham victory. Southampton versus Man United, a 2-2 draw. My goodness, Sunday, Derby Day as it was called. Chelsea versus Fulham. 2-0 2-0 North London Derby Arsenal versus Tottenham a 4-2 victory to the Gunners and then finally the uh, Liverpool Derby Liverpool versus Everton a 1-0 victory for Liverpool and oof my goodness what what a 1-0 one that was as well but we get on to that <laughs> there's only one place to start and that's down in North London at the Emirates Stadium Arsenal versus Tottenham a 4-2 victory for for uh, the Gunners there and you know what after we saw uh, Tottenham last week against Chelsea and how sprightly they was getting around the pitch and everything like that against Chelsea they started off this game so sloppy it was it was a complete mess as far as Tottenham were concerned they were they were awful absolutely awful to start off with and the first goal just highlights that I mean for Tongan Oh my goodness, what are you doing with your hands up so high in the air? I mean, it, it was... Foolish. <laughs> to say the I, least. What I put on my on my notes was just big capital letters, fool. Like <laughs> in this day and age, you're not going to get caught for that. I don't understand what he was thinking there. It was, it was so high, it was unbelievable. I don't know, I don't know what he was even thinking. But then my guy, Pierre, steps up. Pierre Abramic, Emric Aubameyang steps up. Slaps away the penalty with ease. Lovely jubbly 1-0 to the Gunners. And Spurs, again, as, as I said, they were just all over the place. All over the place until a very, very cheap free kick given away by Socrates. And then uh, that's uh, whipped in by Eriksen. Dyer at the near post. And Sean, I know you wouldn't have liked this one. Leno at the near post. What are you doing? You've oh. got to anticipate that near post flick on. Surely, yeah, surely. You know, the, the calamity to let that go in. But then the, the, the calamity doesn't stop there because Dyer. I mean, what are you doing? You, you're trying to start a riot or something. Are you mad? 
going. It's one-one, mate. You haven't. This is not the. This is not the last-minute winner. It's one-one in the first half, and you're going away, shushing all the fans, and you at the the uh, Arsenal substitutes are right there. Like I say, he's trying to incite a riot. It was. It was crazy. Absolutely worst crazy. Is, worst thing is, he started a riot and ran off when it kicked off. <laughs> that was the wickedest thing. I was watching yeah. him off when he kicked off, and then he, he pretended like he didn't know what was going on, yeah. like he couldn't hear them shouting at each other and grabbing up each other. Turned around yes. when the camera was on him, like, oh, wait, I meant to look back now. Just make it look like I protected my friends. Nah, brother, you were skating off from the top. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> diabolical. Yeah, and then from, the other to tell Aaron, Aaron Ramsey stay on the bench. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, like I said, Spurs then finally finds their voice in in this first half. Holding brings down a song. It's a, it's a like slight touch, touch, slight touch on the song. I think it was a bit generous, but I don't know. What, what's your he, boy's he, view on that one? He, he went in. He just went in too aggressively. He he was too desperate. And in those situations, any touch is it's gonna go down. It's a touch. Yeah, really. Yeah, fair and enough. the thing is, to be honest. Is that a penalty? Not in my eyes, no. I think the touch is too small. Um, but if that was my team, would I take it? Yes, I would. Yeah, of course, I would take of it. Course. And I would ask for it as well. So that's <laughs> football, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, Kane stepped up and, and dispatches it anyway with, with relative ease. He's, he's pretty um, clinical from the spot, old Harry Kane. Clinical for most areas, but definitely from the spot. He, he is clinical. And this is where... This is where Emery earns his money for me at half time because he's obviously gone in at half time. He's made a f- he's made a few changes. He's obviously got underneath the the player's skin a little bit, and he brings on Lacazette and he brings on Ramsey, who, in my opinion, both of them absolutely changed this game without a shadow of a doubt. So all fair play to Emery for making that change. Not a lot of managers like making a change at half time. Never mind a double change at half time. Yeah. And, and this can go on. As you said, Ramsey, Ramsey's um, obviously instructions was to go in between the two centre-backs and obviously the two strikers kept pulling them apart. And my God, did it work. It worked, it worked like an absolute treat. Like an yeah. absolute treat. I mean, Aubameyang's, Aubameyang's second goal, what a goal. What Beautiful. a goal that was. To take that first time and bend it in the way he did. Also, that was set up by Ramsey as well. So yeah. let's not forget that. You know how quick was he as well to take his chance? The the defender thought he was going to take a touch. Goalkeeper thought he was going to take a touch. Everyone thought he was going to take a touch. Abamian thought, oh hell no, (laughs) left him. Yeah, he was just he was a spectator like the rest of us on TV and in the crowds. He he, no chance of saving that. Fantastic. It was a brilliant, brilliant goal, brilliant goal. And then seeing as as what Abbas was just saying there, the, the defenders getting split. Pochettino tries something and, and makes a tactical decision to bring Dyer back into the, the the back three now that he's he's made and he's made it into a back three and my goodness what a mistake that was because it was diabolical <laughs> diabolical defending I mean we were, we had a go at Luis last week we'll have a go at uh, Dyer this week for for Lacazette who does well, as well let's not forget force losing the ball again yep oh I mean, again shocking <laughs> shocking i mean he doesn't look like a premier league defender to me this this third fourth or fifth guy he just doesn't doesn't do it for me whatsoever <laughs> oh, yeah, i like the way you done that <laughs> i mean lacazette he does well to find the space but i mean what what Dyer, what are you doing why are you turning your back on 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 the play you're turning the back 
turn your back on the on the guy that's gonna have a shot. He has a shot, and it comes off of you and nestles into the corner. Quickly, so how's that shush in. looking for you now, fella? Jumping in right now, yeah. You turned your back when your teammates were having a scuffle on a on the line. You turned your back when a shot is coming. Me for you, Dyer, you are a coward. <laughs> Cold <laughs> coward. <laughs> After was shushing as well. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and he was he was lucky not to get the L. There is a obviously monumental error that we'll get to in the, in the next game, no doubt. That that obviously is going to cop the L. But I mean, you, Mr. Dyer, I mean, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. What, what would you say you do here? Because I just don't get it. I don't get what you actually do at Tottenham. You're not, you're not a holding midfielder. As, as it was shown you're not a centre-back as it was shown and if you want any proof that he's not a centre-back look at Torreira's goal Aubameyang slips in Torreira and that pass absolutely baffles Dyer. he's oh, going yeah. the other way he's he going the other like way a Beyblade mate he was spinning <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson move mate <laughs> with them damn shoes spinning <laughs> <laughs> but I mean Torreira what a finish that was oh, yeah. what a performance it was from Torreira actually and this just goes to show Arsenal fans in fact most people that watch any sort of football that have watched Arsenal for many years since I'm talking about Patrick Vieira days and ever since Vieira has left Arsenal fans football fans have been asking Arsenal sign a controlling central midfielder because yeah, that wasn't Xhaka let's get it right it was not Xhaka. Torreira wins the balls. He's in your face. He's aggressive. It's a pit bull. It's a pit bull. He's an absolute pit bull in midfield. And it actually allows Xhaka to then look like a like a football player. And all he has to do is pass the ball. He has to do nothing else. Just keep the ball ticking while he does all the dirty work well, and all the hard that's work. That's just about what Xhaka can do. <laughs> just Sean, about tick did over. Did you not hear the, the, the sarcasm in that comment? <laughs> and, um, but his composure for the finish, though, is seasoned beautiful. striker. I mean, it, the, it, only, the only two people in this world that were upset that he didn't pass the ball was Lacazette and Kuda. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> Kuda needs Lacazette to score. <laughs> he <scored> one. <laughs> uh, we, we've mentioned Dyer's diabolical uh, performance. Uh, there's only one thing left to mention that, and that's Vertonghen. Vertonghen. What a nightmare. It, it, I mean, nightmare. You, like we said, you gave away the, the penalty stupidly in, in like the first half, first real chance for Arsenal as well. But the challenge on Lacazette, not only was it stupid, it was a nasty challenge as well. It was, yeah. it was not a good-looking challenge whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, the follow-through on it was just uncalled it was, it was for. Un- unnecessary. You, he's won the ball. Why do you need to follow through? You're already losing the game 4-2. But that's probably like why he's sour grapes, isn't it? He, he's sour. probably vexed that his team's losing. Losing again <laughs> to Arsenal. <laughs> and so, I don't even know why you're upset. It's like normal standard procedure with you lot and Arsenal. Oh, some Tottenham fans not going to like that. <laughs> and on this podcast, do you think I care? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was a it was a fiery North London derby, no yeah, no doubt about that. It was a great watch, great entertainment, end to end stuff, mostly down the Tottenham end. It has to be said, especially second half. But but Arsenal were well up for this, yeah. well up for this game from the get go, from the get go, and it just seemed that they wanted it more. Abamyang was fantastic. Torreira was fantastic, as we said. Ramsey. The halftime substitutes from from Emery made it brilliant. It was it was just a massive difference. Massive difference um, 
Fortune favours the brave, as they indeed, say. Indeed, indeed I do. Indeed do you know I what? do. <laughs> I, I, is very lucky. Very, very lucky because to tell Ramsey to stay on the bench and he comes on and gets two assists and you make two mistakes. Come on. And and shushes the crowd. That, and shushes the crowd. I didn't crowd want to bring that up because that. that is really and truly, that is just pathetic. Like, you're a professional Vet. footballer. And, it's, and I, I like Stuart said, it was the equaliser. It wasn't <laughs> taking the lead. It wasn't 4-1, in which case you start shushing. No, 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 no. It was an equaliser. What are you shushing for? <laughs> the game's aren't barely... Yeah. The game's well, not even done yet. As you're saying, and, and the game wasn't done yet. Let's hope you shush now. Never do that again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely so lucky hey, to escape the L. Don't we worry, I haven't, to... I, I haven't forgotten nothing. I haven't forgotten <laughs> anything. Don't you worry. Because I've got, I actually left it to last because I actually got a question for Mr. Mopo himself and, and say, why, why are you not playing your best defender in in the team out of mm-hmm. why is he not playing why are you saving him for Southampton is Southampton that big of a threat why are you not playing him in your biggest derby match you're playing third fourth or fifth in the centre back you're playing Vertonghen who had a nightmare you're playing Dyer who had a nightmare why is Odevira not not playing what is going on didn't even come on so and and again I've, I've if there's one criticism of Pochettino, it's not being able to affect a game once it starts slipping away from him. I've seen it time and time again with him, and this was just another example. I've said it, the, the half-time substitutions for Emery and for Arsenal changed the game completely. Tottenham were ahead at half-time. Let's not forget that. Tottenham yeah. were winning this game at half-time. They might not have been the better side, but they were winning. And Emery changed that, and Mopo can't change a game when it starts slipping away from him and we saw that in big evidence big evidence this uh, this this weekend so for that Mr Mopo you are going to cop the manager's L of the week for you sir you are one pathetic loser and yes indeed you are one ah, pathetic one, loser this week one thing that grinds my gears about him um Stop getting involved when players are having a having an issue. Stop getting involved. You're not one of the man them. You're not strong enough. You're not going to affect it. And one thing for sure, every time you seem to get involved, your players lose their heads. Afterwards, the Chelsea game, that when you were chasing the league, you know, putting pressure, sorry, I should say. And um and now this game as well. Why are you running down the touchline? Let the players handle it themselves. Let the coaches handle it. A manager should not be getting involved in all that unless he's at your doorstep. I don't understand why he does it. I just the moment I saw him running, I thought you're gonna lose this game. Players' just, heads are gonna go. Just a final point on this game. Um, it's a bad one as well because I mean this is bringing our game back to the seventies and eighties, and we don't we don't need to see it. It's, it was Spurs as well who are one of the, probably all the anti-Semitic stuff that's said about Spurs and Spurs fans. We do not want to see a banana skin thrown on the pitch at Aubameyang or, or any player of any such colour or, or ethnicity. It doesn't belong in the game. It doesn't belong in this century. So whoever did throw that banana skin at Aubameyang in the Spurs, I hope you are I hope you are suspended from all football for life because you just bring our game into disrepute and we don't want to see it one bit. Yeah. It doesn't belong. It you're, doesn't belong, mate. You're right. I've, I've looked on that, Stuart. You're right. He's been banned. Good, because it's it's shocking behaviour. Like I said, I mean, this is coming from a Spurs from Spurs as well. Who, like I said, they deal with a load of anti-Semitic stuff said about them, the the club and the fans. So for them to bring it 
onto a racial matter is just ridiculous. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me why you, a fan would be doing that. Are you forgetting that you have Sanchez on your team? That you have Mo Sissoko? But this is a society we live in. We're, we're, we're a multicultural society in this country. I can... I, I, I can almost understand it in sort of like the back end of you in Eastern Europe somewhere. You know, I can almost understand it. I don't accept it, but I can almost understand it happening over there. Over in this country, we all, we all live together and we all want peace and harmony and that sort of stuff just does not belong on a football pitch. No, in fact, it doesn't belong anywhere in, in life, to be honest with you, but especially when it's just silly, ridiculous and I don't yeah. want to see it ever again. It's, yeah, it's just agreed, dumb. Agreed, agreed. And I'd, I'd, that, that's the only point I'll make on that because it's a sour note and none of us like to talk about that because we're just giving this guy publicity when he doesn't need publicity because it was a stupid yeah. thing and we don't want to see it again anyway Correct. let's bring it back to the football let's bring it back to the football and we'll travel all the way up to Liverpool versus Everton now we have our own very special Liverpool person in in the room so why not let's let's bring it let's bring it to Sean and let's let's hear what your thoughts on Derby Day were for uh, Liverpool versus Everton one nil victory for Liverpool. Boy, as uh, you hear me usually say, it's standard procedure. This wasn't so standard. <laughs> <laughs> this was a dicey game. This had me sweating, and Everton don't usually have us sweating. I mean, <laughs> they played well. That that what's his name? Gomez. Gomez. Oh, he's looking, yeah, like he's a world like beater. A, He's looking like a world-class player in this Everton team. It's, it's like he was unstoppable. He could do just about everything apart from score, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because, boy, I tell you now, that header that he had, we, it was just him. Like He was one-on-one one with Allison. I had my hands on my head like, no, they're going to take the lead. <laughs> and somehow Allison saved it. I was like, this is, is why that- we spent all this money on you. I was about to ask, is that a bad miss or a good save? That's a good save, man. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no biasness there, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. You know, Sean, he's not biased at all towards Liverpool. Come on now. <laughs> no, it was a good save. I tell you, what was a bad miss was um, Yeri Mina. His oh, head. Oh, free header. How, he, how did he even miss the target? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm Do you know what, Stuart? I was about to say that as well. At least hit the target. Oh, he had to hit the target. How did he? It's like he's closed his eyes or something. Because saying boy, that, Mane as well. All right, Mane's, Mane's one was a bit harder still. <laughs> what? Mane's one was a bit harder, rocket. but he had a whole host yeah. of chances. Yeah, Mane. he had a whole host of chances. But the type of player he is, he should have at least put one of them chances away. So I, I was a bit so. disappointed in him yesterday as well, but. <sighs> Shakiri had a decent opportunity as well. I remember him going one on one with Pickford and Pickford yeah, and he kept changing what foot he was going to hit the ball with. Yeah, yeah. Like was he left. Just wasn't then he was sure. like, "Yeah, I'm going to hit with my right." Then he was like, "No, no, no, definitely not my right left." By that time, Pickford made close. himself big, too close. Yeah, Pickford. Um, and I'm sure he thought he was a hero after all them saves and <laughs> denying people. <laughs> you know who else I was quite impressed before we go on to the bad stuff about Everton. You know who else I was quite impressed with on in an Everton shirt and he come on as a sub was was that Lookman. I thought he ah, looked, he's quality man. Do you know what? He looked bright. He looked dangerous. He oof. He, he the way he play turns players on the on a single and step. It's just and the pace. Instant, just doom, the pace and he's just off before they realised he's off. There was one yeah, point where he got the ball in the middle of the park and he turned and he just ran. And he just went I, for it. I was just thinking, two foot him, do something. <laughs> Take him, don't let him score this goal. <laughs> but luckily they blocked that. I mean, 
the Liverpool defence, yeah, they they done well, but the attack is not looking like it was last season. They're not firing on all cylinders yet, but Firmino had a poor poor game. Poor yeah. game oh, yeah, for, I, for his standards, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But at his standards, yes. And that's what I said they but to be honest, all three of them they're not really firing like they was last season. They're the back end of last season. They're not really firing because yeah. they I would at least put away at least one or two of them chances that they had earlier on in the yeah. game. But like I said, you know what? I'd rather take grinding out wins and not losing like the but way that's we're it. playing that's, now. That's, that's it. I feel yeah. we said it before. I mean, this is a type of game that would have been a, a nil-nil draw or, oh, yeah. or, or a 1-1 had Could you not signed Alisson. Alisson or Van Dijk. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If you didn't have Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Van, Van Dijk got the assist, didn't he? So. Oh, let's, get oh, to that. Yeah. let's get to that right now. So we get to the right ninety fourth minute in the game ninety six. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm breaking it down, Abbas. <laughs> you, you want to milk this, yeah. innit? <laughs> yeah, go on then, boss man. Yeah, get to the ninety fourth minute, ninety fifth minute, and the ball drops to Van Dijk outside the box. So what is easy? He's flashing lights. His name up in lights. Yeah, he thought, all right, I'm volleying this in. The worst. The worst, worst shot you would ever see in your lifetime. He gives up on it as yeah. well. He's turned his back. He's, he's not having it. Booned it in the air. He's turned his back, thrown his hands in the air, and walked off. <laughs> and then on comes the legend himself, Jordan Pickford. So the ball's coming to you. Just knock it out for a corner, mate. Because what you done next, you just cost your team three points and losing the derby. Mm-hmm. Well, I say three points, a point actually. Because you are beating us. So let's, let me correct myself. <laughs> he goes to jump and catch the ball in mid-air. Somehow f- hits his hand on the crossbar. Hits the ball. The hits the the ball hits the crossbar twice. And then drops into the path of the legend himself. Divock Origi. Take a bow, son. Take a bow. Uh, I bet you weren't saying that 10 minutes before when you missed that chance to hit the crossbar. Mate, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's erased from memory <laughs> yeah that's erased nah to be honest 10 minutes before that and he was at close range and he hit the crossbar I was thinking this is why you don't play <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you know what carry on because you know we're going to draw it, anyway it's actually, so. it's actually a positive thing for your team where a player can come on I mean he's been in the wilderness for the, I think the last season no one even knew where he went and then he's come on, he went he's missed a glorious chance like that, right? And you're thinking, he's finished. It's going to kill his confidence. But when that ball was in the air, he was the first person. I think he reacted he was the only faster man. than Pickford. He was Pickford the only Pickford himself, man. who thought, yeah, I can see this ball, wasn't so eager to go and get the ball. He, on the other hand, thought, I am having this. If he even comes up a hit of the pot, I'm taking Pickford and the ball into the net. He had that mentality, that look in his eyes, like, I, I need to make up for that mistake. And these are the sort of things where these little individual stars, these guys that are usually on the bench, or whatnot, if they're picking up goals as well for you, just like City are, these are the sort of things that will keep carrying you, keep carrying you. And this is why you're able to keep putting pressure on City. And I don't know how long it's going to last, but these are the sort of things that you need to be able to challenge in the season. But you know what? Well, like was... I said, that's a healthy three points for us, keeping that pace on City. Two points behind him. Steve <laughs> legend. Well, like, like you said there, Abbas, that was from um, Origi's point of view. Now, let's give it from Pickford's 
point of view. <laughs> so he's obviously thinking it's the 95th, 96th minute. I don't want to give a corner away. I don't want to give a corner away. I'm going to catch it. Now, at this ball, you had no right of catching anyway. Just flick it over the bar and give away a corner. Do something. But for whatever reason, you've decided to try and catch it. England's number one. You've tried to catch it, tried to save your team, tried to be the hero. But unfortunately, you've gone to zero. Because this week, <laughs> sir, Mr. Jordan Pickford, you are going to get the player L of the week. It's well deserved. You are one pathetic loser. And it was a pathetic way to lose a game which should have probably ended up a nil-nil draw. Oh, but yeah. somehow you have delivered that straight into Rigi's <laughs> head and he's... Gone away a hero, and like I said, you've gone away an I absolute have no zero. Idea what he was moaning about when he was waving his hands around, looking at the linesman, I was thinking, you cannot blame anyone else. And I think after they were the all trying it, all the Everton defenders were pointing at something, going, "Oh, look, it's a foul!" Yeah. And the worst thing is, is, is at nothing. the end of the game, when his emotions has died down, you can see in his face he's apologising to all the fans. <laughs> Apologising to it's like he finally kicked in and thought, shit, that's my definitely my fault. And I was thinking, how could you not think it was your fault from the moment it was made, bro? Looking around. To be honest, Habas, he knew it was his fault. Because even after he they tried to appeal it and they never appealed it, his face was looking like, oh no. This is gonna be me. Not gonna show my face in Liverpool Town Centre for at least another week or a bit. Do you know do you know what made that what made it even better for me? was when I read the post of when he says, I'm not going to be like Alisson. I'm not going to make a blunder <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, I'm not going to take risks like Alisson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Major Oops. L for you. You're lucky Oops. you don't get hold of another L for that. <laughs> it was uh, as bad dear, as the, the wonders of internet, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't forget what you say out there. Trust me, it does come back to haunt you. So, uh, Pickford, oh, well. Well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to move on from uh, Pickford's disaster and and go just just a little bit north up to St James's Park, Newcastle versus West Ham, a three 0 victory to the mighty mighty Hammers, and after Newcastle's three um, wins on a spin, and it, let, let's just go back to Monday night because Matt Ritchie, you deserve a definite definite mention because we don't do one on Tuesday night, <laughs> but how you missed that against Burnley I will never ever know because that was an absolute shocker shocker and so lucky that hasn't cost you the game anyway we'll get back to this weekend's game it started off so brightly for West Ham Snodgrass whips in a delicious delicious ball for Hernandez I mean how'd you like him just on a plate mate you know what I mean and the Mexican is there to finish it off absolutely as, as I put in my notes ball. this guy does not need space in a box and no, he no, was at, by himself after a peach of a ball was delivered to him. It was, of course, it was a goal. Fantastic, fantastic. And to say to say <laughs> to say it was against the run of play would would be an understatement because Newcastle were all over West Ham. Let me tell you, they weren't creating clear cut chances, but they had more of the ball. They had more of shots. They were just all over us, really. Um, but we were just kept on hitting them on the counter attack on Arvich and Hernandez up front. 
Arnautovic puts one again on a plate for Hernandez, but who completely misses this time and completely misses the ball. Counter-attack again. Anderson slips in Hernandez, who puts it just wide of the, of the post. Again, yeah. probably should have been another goal. Yeah. How you d- didn't have a hat-trick in this game, I'll never know. Newcastle had so many chances in this match. They were either beaten away f- by Fabianski, who's been absolute wonders for us this season so much better than having Joe Hart in the sticks and uh, (laughs) they were just not taken by Newcastle whatsoever but finally again on their counter attack Hernandez finally gets his second goal of the game it was beautifully finished by the Mexican once again it was a bit selfish he had Arnautovic free in the box but he was like no I've missed so many chances this game I have to get another so I'm glad you scored that because otherwise I would definitely have to have a go at you for that yeah. and then for me it, it was it was left to for, for the Brazilian Mr. Felipe Anderson to uh, put the cherry on the cake because he was absolutely immense in this game deserved his goal fully fully in this game because he, like I said he was absolutely immense Man, he's been going gym I see as well boy. Oh, the right back boy. just could not handle him well he knows it's the Premier League he had to he had to muscle up he definitely had to muscle up because the, the right back just could not handle him for, for Newcastle whatsoever but I mean he completed the route put it between the keeper's legs 4-4 four four for Anderson and my goodness is he looking the real deal it's a great win for West Ham much much needed for West Ham same amount of chances for both teams in this game as well on target but West Ham were just able to make them count and kept a clean sheet which is very much unlike us do you know what your defence played well as well Zabaleta had brilliant block on Rondon yep because boy I thought Rondon was just about to smash that in (laughs) but Zabaleta looked like he rolled back the years boy and he said no not today Satan our two sent our two centre backs from such a shaky start at the start of the season, looking Diop and Balbuena. They're both looking absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's rumours I, I circling I around the, Diop. Go on. I love the protection that they have as well from from uh, Rice in, in front. This Rice guy is, is, is just is brilliant. He's just doing a beautiful job there. Um, doing the job he's meant to be. Fair enough, you know. He got caught out a little bit in the last game with Man City, but let's be honest, man. Who doesn't they get play? caught out? Who with doesn't see? Exactly. So, other than that, I think he's been a solid performance. And I don't even know how old he is. I've forgotten. I mean, 19. 19. <laughs> and uh, out Manager of contract. Manager has faith in next, you. Next season, next season, he's out of contract. West Ham still unable to uh, sign him down oh, to a you're contract. you're in trouble now, boy. Yeah, well, not a good sign. No, well, you know what? It's the, I, I don't want to, because we won, so I don't want to badmouth the chairman too much. But when you offer in players like um, Nasri 80 grand a week who hasn't played football for 18 months and you're not offering you're only offering Declan Rice who's been in the team first team for 18 months himself now Mm -hmm. 30 grand a week he obviously he's going to turn it down you know it's ridiculous he's already said he wants to play for West Ham he wants to sign another contract but things have to change due to the wage structure and it's just ridiculous I don't know what's going on there the funniest funniest part about this game for me was Rafa Benitez at the end of the game talking about West Ham's budget Uh, yes Uh okay we did spend a massive amount in the summer but if you do not forget Mr Benitez we also went for you in the summer sir 
and you turned us down <laughs> to stay at Newcastle to agree again with Mike Ashley, who told you, yeah, we've got millions to spend. We've got millions to spend. So you could have been spending that budget. So don't moan at West Ham about our budget because we wanted you to spend that budget. But instead, we've gone for the granddaddy of them all, Mr. Pellegrini, who's keeping it rolling quite, quite nicely at this yep. moment in time. So we'll go from one high to a very, very low at Southampton. Southampton versus Man United, a 2-2 draw. As you probably know out there, our regular listeners, Abbas is our correspondent for Man United. So forgive us if this goes on for longer than it should. But uh, there's no stopping him sometimes. Let me get something in quickly. You you missed it, it, Stuart. It should have been a 2-2 thriller. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Good start. Right, first of all, the irony that Marquise got sacked after this game for drawing with my United after we've we've been all saying on this podcast he needs to go. But the game that, you know, that puts a knife in his back is drawing with my United. If that doesn't... That, that's a shock. That is embarrassing to me, actually. Try, try to come back to it. Southampton, directors for drawing United is worth you losing your job. Wow. <laughs> that's all I can say. Wow. It's a, just, just one for Mark Hughes quickly. You suck. <laughs> um, Re- regurgitation. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'll, he'll be back in the Prem soon. Probably next season yeah. anyway. Um, but what, what can we say about this game? Um, Jose decided to be Jose, uh, dropping Martial because, I don't know, somewhere along the line he's had a bad game. Um, he's played Fellaini uh, as a holding mid and he, Matic at the back and McTominay has come out again. And you got to remember, this is the same formation we played against West Ham, but West Ham obviously were a better team and absolutely done us, done us in. And to be honest, the first tw- 12 minutes, 13 minutes, I thought we were going to get done in by Southampton as well. Um, I have no idea, no idea who was trying to tackle Redmond at the edge of the box, but you all failed, all three of you, (laughs) right? Good thing is Pogba wasn't involved, so Jose wouldn't mention that in his post-interview as well. But you all failed. Uh, The young boy that I've never heard of, Obafemi, no one's ever heard of him. This is his first game. He He looked quality. Exactly. This is my point. (laughs) My point. Faith in youth. He comes on, gets a touch for, um, from Redmond, finds Armstrong completely free, and we all know Armstrong can shoot. He p- takes a shot, he puts it away. They had no chance. Um, then, you know, we're, we're playing rubbish, as we are, as we're used to now. Uh, Rashford gets the ball, he miscontrols it, then dives in for a challenge. Unnecessary, right? Unnecessary. What was I he doing he in this first half as well? Rashford. I, 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 I mean, talk he, about he Rashford. He was Rashford. He had a Jekyll on high he was... um, performance. Um, Unbelievable. I mean, he started so badly, but if it wasn't for him, we don't get two goals. That just literally explains our team yep. to, to the to the team. Right, so he gives away this free kick. You're thinking, you know, we don't really know any free kick takers in Southampton. Not too dangerous. Yeah, no, Steps no. up. Yeah, we know it out. Steps up Cedric with all like fantastic unbelievable techers top bins whatever now whatever description you want to put this goal was amazing absolutely amazing 
it's not something we expected. No one was ready for it. We had uh, McTominay sniffing Lukaku's bum. Uh, <laughs> that, behind was weird. Weird. that was just weird. I have weird. no idea what that was about. <laughs> it was just weird. Right? You're meant to lay down McTominay, just not just stand behind someone's bum. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand what you were doing. But anyway, uh, moving on. Well, you want to talk, wait, before you move on from that goal, you want to talk about irony. Cedric, yeah, scored the first goal of Mark Hughes's reign. Cedric also scored the last goal of Mark Hughes's reign. Football's beautiful. I love this game. <laughs> so then, um, we wake up now. Uh, Pogba's, I mean, I'll talk about Pogba in a minute, but let's say he finally finds a pass to Rashford who's making a run and trying to make a run in behind. He gets the ball, not the best first touch, but great strength to, to hold off on the defenders. Um, one little touch and then he sets it through for Lukaku. Lukaku smashes it as hard as he can straight. I don't know how the goalkeeper didn't save this. It must have been the power. And then the commentator came out with, Lukaku doesn't miss those. Uh, that's his first goal in 13 games. <laughs> I, I think, he, think well. he does miss those. <laughs> he misses plenty <laughs> more of them. He's missing them for 13 the games. The old meister. <laughs> Definitely. What a wind-up comment that was. That actually got me... I sat up when... The only thing Lukaku doesn't miss is a trip to the buffet at the moment. That's the only thing he doesn't miss. But do you know what? To be fair, he wouldn't miss that because he never had to control it. If he had to control (laughs) that, he would have missed that. He's finished. We'll talk about his control in a minute. (laughs) And then, okay, Rashford and then... We're having a little bit of play. Rashford picks up the ball, turns the defender, goes at a defender... Uh, I have to say that this defender was poor because he should have really attempted to tackle Rashford before he got into the box. And then he kind of just followed him and guided him like a security guard all the way to the bar line. It didn't, I don't know what he was trying to do. But Rashford cut it back and Herrera with a cheeky finish. Lovely, lovely finish. I mean, we haven't been playing that well. I don't know why he had the confidence to do it, but well done for doing it because he went in. Goalkeeper, probably questionable, probably could have saved it. And to be honest, that's the end of the match. It no, was what, dead. What, what about um, McTominay on uh, that Oberfemi? I think that's a pin. I, I, I thought it was a pin as well. I mean, when he first done the tackle... Clumsy, clumsy challenge. Yeah, clumsy when he first challenge. done the tackle, I looked at, looked, at, looked at the game and thought, you've done it again, McTominay. You've done it again. All right? But then ref didn't call it and I thought, we're lucky. We're very lucky about it. And to be honest, the whole game, again, like the last game we played, we're quite lucky that we've actually come out of this world point. I thought Southampton was a better team. Uh, I thought the formation was wrong. I thought the players selected were wrong. Um, and I also thought the manager bl- trying to blame midfields for, oh, pati- particularly Pogba, for losing the ball a lot. I thought that was wrong as well because Fellaini loses the ball a lot. Herrera loses the ball a lot. Matic is is, is dog yeah, turned. That's right? just standard special once behaviour though. Yeah, really, and, and you know what? The... the the best part of this game, I, I mean, I've defended this guy. I, I, I know he doesn't have a first touch. So I've never defended his first touch, right? But I defended his goal scoring. But when he doesn't score and he doesn't hold up the game, I don't know what he brings to the team. But, you know, he knows that he's going to get played because he runs through the walls for, for Mourinho, which is part about the only thing he can do, right? And he runs through the wall without the ball because he can't control it. And... Um, Mourinho doesn't say anything about him when he's going through his dry spells and he's not shooting and he's missing all these chances, right? But, you know, he went for an interview two games ago and he said, oh, my first touch will improve every day in training. The last game he played, he ran with the ball and left the ball behind. And then this game, apart from losing the ball constantly the whole second half with his first touch, with no pressure on him, on a counter-attack, 
He steps on the ball. I can't actually think what he was trying to do at this point, by the way. He steps Control on the it. ball, rolls over the ball, falls down on his knees and has to get substituted for injuring himself, controlling the ball. You, my friend, Stuart, if you have the sound effects, I don't know what you do here. This absolutely <laughs> perfect. Right? You, my friend, should never do an interview again until you can control the ball on a this regular is the special basis. Lukaku sound effect. This is his control. <laughs> <laughs> do not have an interview again until you can control the ball on a regular basis. It is embarrassing that a professional player that gets paid a hundred and something grand a week, right, has worse ball control than me and I'm sitting here talking about you. Embarrassing. <laughs> Absolutely embarrassing. I wish I could swear because there's some right. lucrative let's, words I can let's, say Let's move it on now. Right, let's That's move it on, man. You, you covered that game, game quite well. That. Listen and see, I told you he does ramble on a bit. There's nothing I could do, unfortunately. There's there's no stopping him sometimes. But hey-ho, we'll, we'll go on. Let's go to Sellers Park because I really, really enjoyed this game. Crystal Palace versus Burnley. 2-0 victory for the mighty Palace. Max Meyer, where have you been? It's about time he started starting a few games and he hasn't done recently. And he was absolutely fantastic in this game. The amount of chances Palace had in this game were ridiculous. I think it was yeah. 29 shots at goal they had. Jeez. Burnley had two. Two. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty surprised by Burnley. They didn't show up at all in this game. If they haven't showed up slow. all this season. I've definitely got something to say about that in a little bit. MacArthur. Uh, his favourite player. Yep. Yeah. Puts in a cross and una- no one able to get a touch on it, especially not Joe Hart, who's just watching it nestle in the, in the far corner for, for, for 1-0. And then, like I said, Palace just started absolutely dominating. Zaha with chances, smashes one off of the, for the underside of the crossbar. What a shot that was. Deserved a goal, but then take a bow, Mr Townsend. Wow-wee. What a goal. What a goal. This was absolute thunderbolt. Four Joe Hearts couldn't have saved this. Two Tom Heatons <laughs> might have saved it, but four, four Joe Hearts definitely could have <laughs> saved it. It was an absolutely fantastic victory for Palace and well-deserved because Palace are one of those teams that do dominate. They do dominate teams, but they just can't put them away because of that lack of centre-forward role that they've got up there is, is always, always hindering them. And I, literally, I can't remember one single clear-cut chance for Burnley in that whole entire game because it was it was poor. Now, let me tell you something about Burnley. Yeah, they, They've got one of the smallest budgets in the Premier League. Everyone will say that what they've done last season was absolutely fantastic. But Sean Dyche, what's Tom Heaton doing on the bench? And Joe Hart is playing. What is Tom Heaton doing on the bench? Now, if you remember... Tom Heaton was pushing for an England call-up. Nick Pope is injured. That is fair enough. I will give you that. Tom Heaton is not injured. Joe Hart plays like he's injured. So get him out of there. Put Tom Heaton in. Why are you spending £12 million? £12 million on a keeper that failed at Torino, failed at Man City, failed at West Ham. Why are you spending £12 million quid on there when you've got two England-ready goalkeepers already in your squad? Surely, surely that £12 million on a squad like Burnley could go elsewhere on the budget. Surely a, a midfielder, a striker, a left-back, a right-back, someone that would do more for you than a rubbish goalkeeper like Joe Hart. The, An injured Nick Pope 
would do better than Joe yeah, Hart the in goal. The only defence is I think when they signed him, both both keepers were injured. But so there's got to be a reserve goalkeeper out there that can play for a couple oh, of months. Exactly. 12, 12 million quid. Get him on loan then. Get him on loan like West Ham did and then realised, oh my goodness, this keeper <laughs> is rubbish. Get him out of there. So for me, Sean Dyche has got to do something to change the tide of Burnley season because they are looking diabolical. Take away Joe Hart for a second. They're looking diabolical. Like I said, never had it. I can't remember a single chance in this game. Take it back to the Newcastle game. Apart from the fantastic header they scored, not really anything else there either. So 12 million quid for me, like a team like Burnley, definitely could have been spent elsewhere on on the squad. And it's not looking good anyway. It's not looking good for Sean Dyche. Right, let's move it on. Cardiff versus Wolves. 2-1 victory to Cardiff. A well-deserved victory for Cardiff as well. After they, um, they actually went down in this game, didn't they? It was, yeah, there was one nil down. Um, scored from a rebound. It was a corner kick. I can't remember who won the header. Good save from the keeper, but he did palm it into the path. It, it was into there. The danger zone. Yep. And he was there at the back yeah. post. And exactly. then uh, just ran in and smashed it into the roof. Uh, smashes one off the post as well. He had a, he had a good old game, the ex Bournemouth player. Gunnison, though, known oh. for his long throws. What an acrobatic finish from close range this was. This was touch, unbelievable. Touch, volley, and he was so quick as well. Like, the, yep. no one else had time to react. That was the best part of it. And then the absolute stunner. Save the best till last, Cardiff, because Junior Hoylet step up. Because this is another fantastic finish. It's what a worldie, a mate. A worldie. It was a worldie. An absolute curler to cinch the three points for Cardiff and uh, give um, old Neil Warnock a happy birthday. Not that I'm too bothered about Neil Warnock having a happy birthday, but hey-ho, we're having, we're having a happy podcast at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So happy 70th to you, Mr. Neil Warnock. Yeah, Enjoy it. Leicester versus Watford, 2-0 victory to the Foxes, who haven't won in seven games, I believe. So um, they, needed to, they needed a win, but I know they needed a win, but Vardy, blimey. Talk about a dive. Oof. This was a dive. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I, mean, I to say it was questionable, but yeah, no maybe, way. maybe it was a dive. No way. Foster was nowhere near him. He drew his hands back and everything. Vardy falls over. And it, the, the referee had already made up his mind when he saw Vardy losing his legs. But um, Vardy doesn't miss penalties. Let me tell you that. He smashes them. Not I the like the way he, he takes penalties because yeah, he just definite. puts everything behind him. There's no stopping them. And then the boy... James Madison, who's had a who's had a quiet bit of a last couple of months, started the season off really well, but had a quiet couple of months. Does brilliantly to control a very awkward ball, and then finishes it. What <laughs> what what a finish as well! That was a good brilliant. goal as well. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a brilliant volley. finish by him. Yeah, and then I'm happy for him because you see, as um, when was it last week when he done the, took the dive and got sent off or yeah. the week before. Yeah, he's done brilliantly to come back and mm. put in a performance like that and to get yeah, a goal. Just as well. Yeah, just yeah, concentrate yeah. on the football now, lad. None of that diving nonsense. <laughs> well, it's all about um, controversy. Kapue, you know, we don't want to see this in the game either because that was a two footed okay. lunge. Is this a red card? Yeah. He okay. leaves the he leaves the floor two foot. You can't you can't dive in like that, Abbas. Come on now, not in this day and age, sir. Okay, yeah, okay, maybe yeah. Okay, all right, all right, just right, just right. the look of it, just the look of it is enough for a red card. I thought, yeah, I thought it was clumsy. I didn't know if he proper that. Di- oh, then again, I will watch the replays again. Apologies. The way he dive, the way he jumps up with two foot in the air is definitely definitely a, a red card. But 
all the hard work for Leicester was done in the first half. Watford yeah. really didn't offer a lot. And miss too the, many, too many simple chances. They should at least hit the target, and they kept missing. So, uh, I'm worried about them now. They've been found out, like we've said, the, the, yeah. just like Wolves as well. They've been found out clearly. Yes, definitely, definitely. One, one team that everyone fails to uh, find out: Man City versus Bournemouth. Three-one <laughs> victory to uh, Man City, and it, it, you know what? It doesn't matter who they play. Bernardo Silva, he scores. Sterling who's having an absolute fantastic season. He just looks unstoppable at the moment. You can't, you can't touch him. He, he just looks brilliant. I mean, the one where he take, take, takes on about eight players. Oh, he was just taking them on at will. Like, they weren't even there. It was brilliant. Brilliant. And again, that, that comes with good coaching, good attacking coaching. No indirects there, clearly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's <laughs> oh, are you lost there. <laughs> Definitely right, throwing some have shame. To say a mention of uh, Wilson's header. Yeah, good, good header, Great good header as well. I like we we like Wilson on this show. No matter yeah. if we don't like his manager, we definitely like Callum Wilson on this show. And and uh, his England partner Josh King up front as well. No, oh, shade. <laughs> I can't let that slip. Hey, can I can we, never um, let that slip. Can we have to mention that the referee bottled the Fernandinho penalty shout? Oh, yes. A hundred yes, that, that was as uh, clear as you as yep. day. Absolutely bottled it. Probably may have changed the game as well, because I think it was uh, 2-1 at that point. Yeah. So it may have been equalised. May, have, two, changed two, may the have been game. interesting. Good City are getting a lot off, of though. chances from these referees, I tell you that. Well, still, well, coming from a Man United fan, that's a bit rich, isn't it? Mate, anyway, I was going to say nothing, you know. <laughs> Those days are long gone, though, isn't it? We're yeah, suffering, rich. aren't we? <laughs> yeah, Where's cool. Howard when you need him, mate? Anyway, <laughs> Sane, what a brilliant game he had. He's looking fantastic as well. Sane and Sterling out on the wings. I mean, they're just... Uh, Pep Guardiola's dream little pet projects, I'm sure, because they're just getting better and better underneath yeah. him. Yeah. But Eddie Howe, post-match interview, the best quote ever. I've always found playing against City very hard. No dizzle, Sherlock. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wazzles. Do you know what I mean? Come on now, Eddie. Yeah, Really? You know you... I love the word change this year. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I even changed the letters so yeah. no one could work it out. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was hard. I was sweating there because I had already committed to that phrase. So yeah, to... yeah, you lined it up there, boy. You, you, you dug yourself out of that one. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> one more game to get through. Chelsea versus Fulham. 2-0 victory for uh, Chelsea. Another derby match this one. Uh, Kante does what Kante does best when he wins when he plays in the middle of the park wins the ball back from the midfield sets off finds Pedro Pedro clever little turn and he finishes it off nicely and I said I Kante do think, does what I do Kante think the does score line, the scoreline of this game flatters Chelsea a bit because I thought Fulham were in the game they've, they've, they were a much improved Fulham side than what we've yeah. seen in recent weeks definitely and, and obviously following their victory last week with Ranieri back in the Premier League they're going to do well under Ranieri I said that last week I could see a lot of changes but this is Chelsea at home I mean Fulham haven't won there since like 1892 so <laughs> it ain't, ain't going to change ain't going to change anytime soon Maratta does what Morata does and balloons it over the bar as well. I think I think that's still running down the King's Road somewhere because that was absolutely <laughs> terrible. It was good to see Loftus Cheek get some game time. Good yeah. to see Loftus Cheek put it in the back of the net as well. Great finish, eight minutes from time. I've got here on my notes just like you said, um, Abbas pretty average performance from Chelsea. Not a bad try from Fulham. Mm -hmm. Chelsea just too good on the day for them. 
Yeah, and finishing, for me, finishing an options on the bench, it always it always comes down to the squad eventually. Yeah. Well, that that wraps up the weekend review. Hey, did we talk about Huddersfield and Brighton. Uh, do we have to? Huddersfield <laughs> versus <laughs> Brighton, two one two one victory to Brighton. Uh, go on then, as soon as card? you wanted it. It was studs up. Yes, studs up. Yes, yeah, studs up. He's caught him on the shin. Oh, rules yeah. are rules. I'm just gonna keep. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the rules are rules one because I actually thought he pulled out. What do you mean you're gonna top. go? Rules are rules, mate. Stud showing to the club, but you're gonna go with it. That's the rules. I thought it was soft, but yeah, uh, really quick. It was two one to Brighton. Uh, it's a dodgy clearance for the first goal. Bruno uh, didn't end up setting up uh, a Huddersfield chance. Who player leaped up and won the header, put it away. Zanka. Uh, Nice, thank you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> to, um, so there was a, you know, um, Brighton's equalising goal. There was a cross coming in. Defender rises. Duffy, powerful header. What you expect from these sort of centre-backs anyway. And then, of course, there was a great cross that came in for the second goal. Flicked on by the striker. I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce his name. Adone, Adone innit? Adone, or Adon, mm. whatever. Anyway, he scored Adon. 2-1. Uh, good win for Brighton. I know Kudadini liked me saying that, but well, Brighton's first first time they've come back in a Premier League match after going behind to win. So I guess that did deserve a shout out. So well done, Abbas, for remembering that. Sorry, Brighton fans out there that we had to skip past that really quick. Blame Abbas for rambling on about Man United for too long <laughs> yep, because yep, now yep. that is definitely the weekend's reviews over. We're on to the Premier League fixtures in midweek. Sean, let's get them predictions out there, nice and sharpish. Right, we've got Bournemouth versus Huddersfield. I got this for a 0 0. Bournemouth 1 0 victory. Bournemouth 2 0. We've got Brighton versus Palace. Uh oh. Ooh, Derby. Oh boy. Yeah. I've got Palace 2 1. Yeah, Palace 2 0. Palace 3 0. Oh, right, we've got we'll West Ham versus Cardiff. I've got <laughs> West Ham 3 0. Ah, oh, West Ham 4 0. Come on, the mighty Yammers. West Ham 2 1. <laughs> right, we've got Watford versus City. I got this 5 0 oh. City. 4 0 City. 6 0 City. <laughs> <laughs> Burnley versus Liverpool. I got Liverpool for a 3 1 victory. Well, 3 0 Liverpool. 2 0 Liverpool. Can't even believe <laughs> I said 2 0 Liverpool. <laughs> well, you've said Burnley it. Burnley are useless. Everton versus Newcastle. 4 0 Everton. Wow, 2 1 victory to Everton. 2 0 Everton. Right, we've got Fulham versus Leicester. I got Fulham for a 2-1 victory. Cheeky 1-0 win for Fulham. Yeah, 3-1 Fulham. Oof. Wolves v Chelsea. I got Wolves for a shock 1-0 victory. 2-2 two, two draw. 1-0 Chelsea. Woo! Man United versus Arsenal. 3-3. Three, three. Pierre, hat-trick, 3-0. Go on, the Gunners. Whoa, hold on a minute. <laughs> Uh, whatever, whatever. At this point, to be honest, I, I'm gonna go for two-two draw still. <laughs> right, we're back in your boys. Nah, he's got no Shocker. faith. We got s- last game. We got Spurs versus Southampton. I got Spurs for a two-nil victory. New manager to come in and batter Spurs. One-nil victory to Southampton. Go on, the Saints. Two-nil Southampton. <laughs> and do you have it? That's it. That's it. Take care of those results because they are only two days away. So make sure you get down and gamble responsibly as always. When the fun stops, stop. Again, I repeat, 5%, 10%. Come on, send it our way. Send it our way. And if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, how can you not 
Remember, we're on everything available. SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Sport, Spotify. We're on all of it. So get it done. Get it Get it downloaded. Share it with your friends, family. I told you last week, your nan's really looking forward to listening to this podcast. So get it over to her as well. All yes. the socials, Twitter, E2E Football Pod, uh, Instagram, N2M Football Podcast, Facebook, the N2M Football Podcast. And send and it that- to all the Tottenham fans. Let them listen to us. Oh, definitely. They love a bit of me anyway. That is it for us. We'll see you hopefully on Thursday, if not Sunday. Laters. Adios. Bye.